Somebody come get them. They're too old for TikTok. Hello and welcome to Too Old for TikTok. We have episode 141. We got some great talks and we have a great co-host for you. It is the OG Melissa Rosen, Melrose Under the Influence. How are you, Melissa? It's great to be back once again. I've missed doing this podcast with you, but don't worry, all you Catalina stands. She will be back next week. She's just traveling and we miss her very much, but I will try to do her justice in this temporary co-host position. She is at a conference and she sends her regards to everyone. (laughs) Regards. How's motherhood treating you? Motherhood is going great. Lily pooped all over her car seat twice this weekend. And then she also pooped on her play mat earlier today. So I'm really proud of her. How do you clean the car seat? I basically just wipe the poop off with a wipe. And from there, then you just put it in the washing machine. Oh, you can wash them. Okay, that's great. See, I don't I don't really know yeah, all that. Yeah, thank God. Pretty much all baby things, it's gotten to the point where manufacturers know you're going to have to wash it. And so, like, everything yeah. is machine washable. Oh, so smart. So, Dina, how is your marathons going? This is now... I, how many marathons have you run this year now? At least two. Yeah, I ran my fourth marathon this weekend, the New York City Marathon. It was my third time running New York, and I just wanted to have fun. My goal is always just have a good time, take it all in, but it was really exciting. I got my personal best time. Yay! And, you know, the energy of the city is electric, and, you know, people are cheering for you. Everyone's happy. It's really the best day. I love it. And I miss you. You went to my first marathon in New York. You saw me at like a million spots. You had signs. You were a great supporter. So I missed you there. But I felt your energy from the West Coast. It's crazy. I remember back when you running marathons was a real novelty. Now it's like every other weekend you're running a marathon. Yeah. It's old news. Yeah, just running. Yeah, every day I run a marathon. No, I really thought I'd be done after the first one, but you know what? I got hooked. Mm-hmm. And you know what they say, you know, you just run one and then you say you're never going to do it again because it's awful, but there's something about it that you just chase that feeling, I think. Wow, that's what they say about motherhood, too. Oh, so you're going to have more babies? No, when I say I'm done, I'm done. <laughs> I would, I, if I ever ran a marathon, it would be one and done, similar to being pregnant. I'm done. You should run a marathon. No, I have no desire to do that. <laughs> but I'm proud of you. You're an inspiration. Thank you. You were also helpful. I sent you a picture of my toe, my toenails on its last legs, and I don't really know how to deal with it, but... You are like, your specialty is feet and toenails. Yeah, I mean, Epsom salt bath and uh, and then just go at it with a nail clipper. Just oh, no, I won't be doing up. that. No, oh, that's the worst <laughs> advice, actually. You were you're not helpful. I'm just going gonna to let it breathe. That's what I'm going to do. Yeah, Tevas or Ufas. Ufas and the Ufas. Ufas. My Ufas are the best. Yeah. Yeah. 
It was a very spectacular day. Good. And I didn't poop my pants. Oh, okay. Good for you. That's the goal. Every runner, just, you don't want to poop your pants, so check that off the bucket list. Great job, Dina. Oh, also, I will. I would be remiss to say I've, my whole For You page, so much of it is running TikTok, and mm. so now it's all New York City Marathon TikTok, and they're great. It's like I could just relive the day over and over again through TikTok, so it's wonderful. Yeah, that's beautiful. It. I mean, it is one of those things like not living in New York anymore, not being a part of that as easily as I once was, to go on social media and see all these videos, it's actually a really nice thing. It makes me feel very nostalgic. It makes me feel like I'm still a part of it, even though I don't live there anymore. So one of the one of the good things about social media does, definitely can make you feel connected to a place you once lived. Yeah, and speaking of New York TikTok, we're going to move our New York TikTok section up front. We have a great video by Benton McClintock. We've featured him before, and it's POV. I moved to New York City six months ago after graduating from University of Alabama. New York City is just, like, not what I thought it was going to be. Like, it's so lonely. It's disgusting. Like, it's so dirty. Like, it's not what I thought, like... It's not what it looks like in the movies or the shows at all. Like, I thought I was going to be, like, living in the West Village and, like, you know, dating, like, a rich man who's, like, an heir to a Fortune 500 company, but that's just, like, not happening. Like, I'm waiting in line at a place called Pianos every weekend to just, you know, get drinks spilled on me by frat bros, and it's, like, all of my Greek life friends have left the city because, like, they couldn't handle it. I was so lonely, and it's so expensive, and my view is a brick wall, and it's like, why did no one tell me this? It's just, and it's like, and it's so expensive. It's like, it's like these things aren't like published on the internet. It's like, I have no idea, and I thought I was gonna come here, and like, it's just not. His sticks are always spot on. He just gets it, and he goes with the bit so hard. Like all the comments are saying, like you just really nail these characters it's and he's just such a good new york tiktoker yeah i found this very relatable even though i don't know people who went to the university of alabama (laughs) i feel like you could sub this in for pretty much any other like big school not nyu or columbia i'll argue you do know people who went to the university of alabama via tiktok because oh, of Alabama Bama Rush. Alabama Rush. So you know the type of person it is because of Bama Rush. So fair. But I also think like these were people who like went to UF, like went to. Oh, right. Yeah. E- even this actually reminded me of my friends that I made in San Francisco who were like awesome, cool people, but they just had never been to New York and they really had these expectations of what New York was going to be and then they went and I remember like my good friend coming back and she said to me she's like there's just trash bags all over yeah, the place just out. like yeah. she's like what is going on <laughs> like, <laughs> it's, so it's, it's just like live. this this video is very spot on and like it, it expands not even just like the Bama Rush personality. Right. Just I've transplant. Literally, like, anybody who just, like, hasn't 
grown up, I think, around New York City and, like, thinks of it as a normal thing, even though it's not. Mm. It's a shock. Like, New York City is a shock. It's like, yeah, why is, why is it so gross? I, yeah, I always wish as a young person that I could feel what it's like to go to New York City as the first time because I grew up coming in and out. So I don't remember the first time I went to the city because I was a baby. So I just, it was part of my life growing up in the suburbs out like 40 minutes. But I cannot imagine like a person touching down to JFK, going to the concrete jungle. Like, what does that feel like? It must be incredible. Yeah. Or scary. I... Yeah, I I think also because New York City has been portrayed as this really glamorous, wonderful place in most mainstream movies and TV shows over the last several decades, people really don't expect it to be as gross (laughs) as it is. Wait, that reminds me of this great story from the marathon. I met someone from Switzerland and we rode the ferry together. And then after you get off the ferry in Staten Island, you take buses and yellow buses were pulling up and he was freaking out in excitement because he thought the yellow buses were only in movies and TV. So it just goes to show how much, like you were saying, New York City movies and TV, it's portrayed like your whole mind is shaped through the media that you consume. And I took a picture with him by the yellow bus. Like, and that was so exciting for me. It's like, oh, I, you know, there are yellow school buses. It's normal. But it was the little things. And he was just so happy. It was amazing. That's hilarious. Yeah. yeah. Also, it. your friend who said trash bags are on the street should come back now. Because now that the rat czar has been around, they make you contain the trash bags. So it's a whole nother system of trash now that's slowly getting integrated in New York. You haven't been here in a while, but I wonder if you'll notice it next time you come. Oh my gosh, this is ve- well, and I will say there's part of me even that can relate to this person now. Since I've been mm-hmm. in California for so many years, whenever I come back to New York, things that I never noticed before, because yeah, it's just sort of like, I grew up going there all the time. I went to college there. And when I come back now after like a long time of not being there, I'm suddenly aware of the noises, the smells, Mm -hmm. the sights, the sounds. So that is actually very interesting. I'm curious what the trash situation is in New York. I'm I'm going to have to investigate this. Come by. All right. What's been on your algorithm recently? So... Mainly, my TikTok is just all Taylor Swift videos all the time, but I did want to talk specifically about this very funny trend that I've been getting in addition to the Taylor videos. This is just one of those like very stupid, funny trends that I find hilarious, and it's this concept that like in the background, people are like, whoa, this is like the fastest bartender ever, like the fastest cashier ever. And then the joke is that the visual is just like a person really clumsily like doing nothing. Yeah, like just like Like things are getting thrown. It's yeah, chaotic. They're just like throwing a tomato on a piece of bread. They're throwing lettuce behind their back. Like, and I just find this sort of silly, stupid, video hilarious 
these have not graced my for you page but i'm so happy they're included because this is so my type of humor it's just physical comedy yes. that we have some great examples there's one by at they love kiwi and it's he's the fastest plater so basically he's just throwing paper plates around and pizza around <laughs> and the, the best one part about this one too is he's not even moving that fast <laughs> and like that's part of sort of the joke of it is that like he's moving so fast it looks like he's moving slow <laughs> it's just it's funny. great and then uh, another example is at backwood ken and it's the fastest sandwich maker <laughs> just see like lettuce thrown in the air damn y'all it's the fastest sandwich maker i know just all hell breaking loose there's another one by at banished brewery where they did the fastest bartender and again she's just like throwing alcohol in the air <laughs> like it has it's she's not doing anything it's great oh my god this is the fastest bartender holy shit this is the fastest service i've ever seen oh my god this is a good bartender <laughs> Oh, so happy you brought that to the pod. I knew that you would appreciate those too. Like when I first saw that, I sent it to you. I was like, this is definitely Dina's sense of humor. Yeah. And just going back to Taylor, uh, there was definitely when Taylor was in the, you know, on the Eras tour, she was all over my For You page. And I thought maybe after 1989 would come out, she'd be back. But she's not really back. I get more Beyonce than Taylor. And I just... I haven't gotten a lot of Taylor, but we're going to get to more Taylor in our celebrity section. So what have you been seeing on your For You page, Dina? So this is a great video and it's just one of these accounts that just takes videos from other places on the web. And it's a bed making competition in Japan. And it was very therapeutic to watch. It's just two men making a bed very methodically but also whoever did it the fastest one but you could tell if there was any crease in the wrong way or something was wrong with the duvet cover it would be a disqualification i just want them to make my bed it looks fantastic yeah and i this was oddly therapeutic like you said yeah the comments i feel like a lot of people were mesmerized at Mm -hmm. his duvet cover like, Ugh. he basically just... It was magic. Like, he put... He, like, went into the duvet cover. Like, yeah. it, like, went over his body and then came out as just a fully Perfectly. formed, perfect duvet cover. It it honestly looked like magic. I am particularly bad at making beds, especially trying to shove a duvet cover in. So if I can get a lesson or if I can just, you know, get a little bit of that talent, I would love it. There were comments too that I was laughing at where people were like, okay, but try this with like two night tables and a bed smushed against right, the corner of the tiny room. Apartment. Yeah, because it, it was just like a bed in the middle of a huge a empty room. room. Yeah. Yeah. They were in like a conference room. Yes. They were onlookers like watching yes. this contest. It was very odd very strange but yeah maybe that was the therapeutic part of it too the thought that like a bed that's not just like smushed up against your wall and like right. s- like shoved in between things yeah very true the other content i've been getting on my for you page has been so much bravo con so 
BravoCons in Vegas, and they really did it big this year. And there's just a great video got from page six about someone in the audience asked Louis, Teresa's husband, if he could explain his job. Ten words or less, what is your job? Social media traffic, so I manage um, clients' ability to create customers. That's a good answer. It's not. Thank you. Next question. He fa- he failed explaining it in ten words or less. He Lewis didn't even trouble. He didn't even try ten words or less. Like, and the best and, is Teresa's next to him going, "What is? What did she say?" Right, Which everyone in the comments agree. is like, literally, anytime you ask Teresa a question, <laughs> that's her response. What's the question? What did she say? I think someone on her PR team probably trained her to do that, so she has more time to think about an answer. <laughs> that's great. Because point. you see the gears spinning. <laughs> yes. And she, she's, you know, said some crazy answers. Yes. So could be an avoiding tactic. I love it. I am thrilled to be able to see BravoCon content uh, because I, I cannot be there myself. And I'm yeah. just very happy to see all of it. Um, and it, this video also just cracked me up because it's like the Bravo fans take these things so mm-hmm. personally like the w- people were commenting like <laughs> like this girl genuinely like dislikes this person and it's just like <laughs> yeah. it's just sort of funny like the bravo culture of like people having very specific opinions about these reality stars and i feel like BravoCon is good at like poking fun at that like sort of embracing it at least i hope you never know but I've been seeing all the, like, Vanderpump rules, people posting funny things, too. And it makes me think, and Dina, I don't think you've watched this yet, but of the mm. House of Villains, the new TV show. I haven't watched e. yet, no. Oh, my God. You have to watch it. Okay, yeah. But it, it's got these same vibes where it is, like, accepting our guilty pleasures, which is just such a beautiful thing. And I think BravoCon is like the epitome of that. Yeah, it's a community. It's yeah. so, it's great. And you, there's so much serious shit going on in the world that it's an escape for a lot of people. Yes. I saw there were a lot of headlines where an 84 year old came and asked a question to Andy during one of the panels. And she had said that it helped her when her husband was sick and then you know then andy found her later on and took a picture and you know she was just beloved and taken in by the whole bravo community and it's a beautiful thing yeah i saw lala and captain jason yeah met like and i just yeah there's this whole bravo world that i love and i love that the fans feel emboldened enough to like call out people during the q a's um right just great it's like marvel it's like comic-con yes. but it's bravo con i mean obviously but these vanderpump people the real housewives they're the the marvel heroes and villains exactly oh yeah they're the avengers <laughs> yes All right, should we move on to our content creator spotlight of the week? Yes. This video Catalina sent in, it's a video by, and I definitely don't know how to pronounce this, but I'll just say Tineki Younger. 
And she does a lot of great food videos. This one is about tomato soup. All right, I'm gonna show you how to make roasted tomato soup. So I'll be using 12 tomatoes today. I don't know how much that makes yet. We'll find out at the end. The dirt on the paper towel is proof that I washed them. I tried to do ASMR in that last clip, so we're gonna see how well I did. All right, next is onions. This is moldy, I'm not using that. Next is a ball of garlic. I might do two, actually. I like garlic. I'm gonna do two. Make some space for your two bulbs of garlic. Next, some basil stems. Stems hold the most flavor, and I'm experimenting here. So if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Two more. Now I'm gonna hit it with some oil. I'm using basil olive oil. We can just use regular olive oil. A little bit, oh, that came out faster. A little bit of balsamic vinegar, trust me, just a little bit, and it, it, it works. Okay, let's stop. Pepper and smoked paprika. Okay, so now into the oven at 400 degrees for 40 minutes or until it's nice and roasted. I'm gonna add a half a cup of veg stock and if I need more, I'll add more. That was a cup, not a half a cup. I'm gonna add this much basil. Fresh thyme, fried oregano because I couldn't find fresh oregano. And chili flakes because there's no chili peppers at the store. This part's optional, but I wanna strain it. It's just more dishes, but. So I'm so sorry to the left-handed community, but I'm not left-handed, I'm right-handed. It's just mirrored, which is why everything's backwards. Um, so sorry about the propaganda. This is what she looks like. Looks like tomato soup. I lost the phone holder for my ring light, so I'm currently using a paper towel holder to hold my phone. So y'all are on a paper towel holder. I'm gonna add this much heavy cream and obviously some parm. That little slurp tastes good. Wow, Melissa, you love soup, famously. Love soup. What do you think about this soup? <laughs> I've had several people tell me how much I love soup this past week. Um, just as like- <laughs> You're a soup girl. A thing about me, yeah. Um, yeah. I love soup. I love this video. I also like how down to earth they are talking about this. Like it mm -hmm. makes me feel like, cause I think so, so many of these food talks are like very polished. And I sort of like that she's pointing out, like, I'm trying to be polished, but like, I don't know, it's not really working. <laughs> um, so I appreciated that. This made me feel like I could actually make this. It doesn't seem too difficult it looks amazing I, am i gonna make disagree. it i already see i see your face i'm no, no, never no, gonna make this because i disagree because i watched and i thought this actually does look difficult there's a lot of ingredients and a lot of steps and a lot of things you would need to clean along the way well, yeah. first you have to put the vegetables in the oven then they go in the pot so for me too too much i, I love already it. two dishes too much yeah, yeah, too much time, a lot of chopping, a lot of spices. Do I have all these spices? A lot of measuring. There was but a, the ingredients were pretty much just tomatoes, onions, and garlic, and basil. And then there was cream and a lot of, I don't uh, know. Well, I would omit the cream because of my husband's lactose intolerance. Mm. Oh, true. I forgot you, can, you could go off a recipe. You don't have to do it word for word. Well, and that's usually where I get into trouble. Right, I veer too rails. far off the recipe <laughs> and then things go badly. You'd sub the tomatoes for like beets. Yeah. It become beet soup. Yeah, I'd be like, well, I don't have any onions. So I'm but, just going to put like a banana in there. Yeah. <laughs> a banana. <laughs> All right, that brings us to the food section and there's a video by marina's underscore pantry no because fuck a salad because you're trying to eat healthier you're trying to lose weight you're trying to eat more protein i don't care fuck a salad make a snack box you spent six years studying nutrition what are you having for lunch triscuits 
right? So you get your cracker, okay? Whatever cracker you want. Whole grain, preferably, get some fiber in there. Maybe some dips. So I like to do a savory and a sweet. Hummus, peanut butter. If you're trying to lose weight, maybe get some powdered peanut butter, a little bit lower in calorie, okay? Next, some sort of cheese. Some sort of cheese. I like a lower fat cheese, whatever this is. I got the cube ones. I didn't even chop this myself. You also get the light baby bell cheese. Those are also great. Get some string cheese, chop it up. Awesome. Next, we want a veggie and we want a fruit. Cucumber, strawberries. Doesn't matter though. Some days I do carrots, some days I do apples, whatever you want to do. Protein. I have a hard boiled egg. I already ate one. I had two hard boiled eggs. Deli meat, also great. A little bit more protein. Is this the highest protein? No, but I'm gonna have a protein bar later and like, I'm just gonna account for that later. Snack box. I, I, I didn't make it up. Mm -mm, I didn't. I'm just late to the game. This is right. What do you think of this snack box concept for adults? I love the idea. Mm -hmm. I wish that this was an actually healthy alternative for me. Because Why? so I I follow I mean, I don't even know that I willingly follow, but I just see a lot of these type of nutrition things, right? Mm -hmm. And anytime so this this I got really caught up in like during the pandemic is I was oh, like yes, you did. <laughs> I was watching a lot of these like people offering like nutritional meals and blah 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 and I was like oh yeah like cheese is healthy like I'm gonna eat <laughs> cheese and like and like yeah oh like deli meat healthy like and they tell you these things and then I uh went to the doctor after eating like this for a year and I was 20 pounds heavier and my <laughs> cholesterol was dangerously high it was like like i like i told you what it was and you were like hmm, i don't know what that means and then you told your mom and your mom was like oh god like that did i, I yes i remember that response hysterical. like my cholesterol was dangerously high and so the these things like i i I wish that this was true for me. I wish that I could just like have a fucking cheese string for lunch and be like, look at my healthy meal. And sadly, my body, this is not healthy for me. And this makes me just really sad because I would love nothing more than to eat this. But, but I, I think you're... I think you're missing the point of the snack box. Cheese was only one aspect of it. There was hummus. There was veggies. You're really harping on the cheese in particular because you have like PTSD from your hot cholesterol because, and cheese. Because all like literally if I could add cheese to a meal, it would make the whole meal worth it. Like I would I would happily mm -hmm. eat anything else. Anything. Yeah. If I could have like a little bite of cheese in between each each like portion that would be so mm -hmm. great to me but that is not an option for my body and my choice so have you completely cut out cheese no no oh okay i've Good. just accepted yeah. my high cholesterol <laughs> okay are you on pills no i probably oh. do need to be but no i so we don't really keep cheese in the house and jared's lactose intolerant anyway so it works okay. out fine and I try to just not, like, overdo it. Like, if I go out, I will definitely get, like, chicken parmesan or, like, pesto. Oh, the best. Yeah. But, um, I mean, and this, like, again, this is what's frustrating, is literally during the pandemic, 
all I would have for breakfast, I would make myself like an English muffin with an egg and melted cheese. Delicious. And like, and you know, social nutritionists would say that's a very healthy breakfast. Yeah. But for me, it is apparently very dangerous. (laughs) Cholesterol. Yeah. So I, so these videos frustrate me because I, I wish that I could live this life, but it's just taunting me. This isn't actually healthy for me. Well, a lot of the comments said this is just like girl dinner and it is. It's adult very lunchable. Sim- yeah. Right, right. Adult lunchable. It is very similar. I just, you know, she's basically just categorizing snacks. <laughs> like just have a snack. Like what's wrong with an, a good old fashioned <laughs> Snack. It doesn't have to come in a pack. I don't know. But it is exciting, I guess. You know when you're on the airplane and JetBlue has like the snack packs? Yes. Like those are exciting. I don't think I've ever gotten a snack pack, but I always want to get one. I always want it, but I've had had health issues. (laughs) You can't get it. All right. Next up, we have Celebrity on TikTok, our spotlight. And we got a spotlight, Britney Spears' new book. I got so much content about her book. I've been listening to the audiobook. You have been. I have been. It's actually so... Michelle Williams' voice is so soothing. It puts me right to sleep. So it's spectacular to fall asleep because I always have trouble falling asleep. But pop that audiobook on, 10 minutes, I'm out. So I haven't gotten very far in it. Are you like, what but, happens though? Do you pause it or does it just play I as set you a, sleep? I set a timer. So oh, I set a wow. timer so I don't, so I know it shuts off like, you know, 45 minutes. So I don't have to go back too far. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I'm basically up to a part where Brittany just drinks with her mom on the beach, like at the age of 13. She has a terrible childhood, though. It is really awful. I really want to read this book, and I have been just trying to get my mom, because my mom and I share a Kindle account. And by share, I mean it's my mom's Kindle account, and I just (laughs) access it from from an old Kindle she gave me. And so... I tried to be like, Mom, like, don't you want to read this memoir? And my mom was like, ugh, no, I don't want to. But <laughs> I I just saw today she added it. She bought it on Kindle. So I was Let's like, go Jody. okay, I wore her down. Or she probably saw like some excerpts from it that enticed her. So I'm, I will probably start reading it in the next week, which I'm oh, excited good. about. Okay. Yeah, so there's a video by at Pop Culture that Cherry, and this is a lot of people have been highlighting this one specific part of the book. This clip of Michelle Williams reading Britney's new book is sending me. His band in sync was what people back then called So Pimp. They were white boys, but they loved hip hop. To me, that's what separated them from the Backstreet Boys, who seemed very consciously to position themselves as a white group. In sync hung out with black artists. Sometimes I thought they tried too hard to fit in. One day, Jay and I were in New York, going to parts of town I'd never been to before. Walking our way was a guy with a huge, blinged-out medallion. He was flanked by two giant security guards. Jay got all excited and said so loud, Oh yeah, foches, foches, genuine, what's up, homie? After genuine walked away, Felicia did an impression of Jay. Oh yeah, foches, foches, genuine. Jay wasn't even embarrassed. He just took it and looked at her like, 
okay, fuck you. It's just hilarious because Michelle Williams is doing that voice. Oh my god. I love it. People are saying, like, give her a Grammy right now. Oh, she's gonna, she's 100% winning the Grammy. There's no question. She's, it's in the bag. I love it. What a great excerpt to get people hyped about this book, too. <laughs> for she's, for she's. For she's. Oh, that was a good impression, Dina. <laughs> okay. Let's go to Swifty Talk now. Tell us more about your Swifty Talk, Melissa. So my celebrity on TikTok Spotlight is still very much Taylor Swift all the time. Yeah, I think especially with the release of 1989, Taylor's version, it's just one video after the next of just clips of her singing. Like the audio is just Taylor songs. It's it's nothing like original it's not even like stitches it's just her songs and then it's people reacting to it singing you know mouthing over it or parodying it there was like so a lot of them are just funny commentaries on it and a lot of people talking about like harry styles there's actually a whole vibe i feel like a section where a side of tiktok where people are like really obsessed with jack antonoff and like his Mm -hmm. like impact on taylor swift um there was a funny video i saw by at kata gas that it was just him parodying this like few second clip from the taylor swift documentary with her and jack talking and like coming up with the song It's just sort of funny. Like you, you watch the documentary. I feel like I always take Taylor Swift things in very earnestly. And then mm-hmm. I'll watch people talk about them and parody them. And I'm like, oh yeah, that was like pretty ridiculous. <laughs> exactly. Um, thanks for pointing that out. But but yeah, so it's there's just a lot of stuff like this all over my feed. Swifty talk has has reached all the the different sides of TikTok for me, and that's that's pretty much what my entire for you page is. Yeah, it's so interesting because within Swifty talk, there's different sides of Swifty talk. So you're, I feel like you're squarely on a lot of parody Swifty Talk, but then there's the Easter egg ones, which, you know, mm. every once in a while yes. I'll get that. And if you go down that rabbit hole, oof, that's it. I, I was there probably a year ago yeah. and it, it, it gets to be too much. Yes. You know, they're saying like her third red button down from her, you know, on her cardigan means that someone, her album is going to be, you know, who knows? It's like the craziest thing. These conspiracy theories. And then there was the eras, you know, the concert. And then there's the album release. There's all these sides. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Travis, Travis, all the videos about Travis. Yes. And that's, so I feel like, I'm on the side of yeah. I, I'm no longer seeing like airs tour content, yeah. which obviously because well, she's, she's not. On, yeah, she's it'll on, come back when she's back on tour. Yeah, but I'm most I'm seeing a lot of like 
and I feel like this is very Taylor Swift of me to see it this way, but like perspectives from the men in her life. So it's like, yeah, we're seeing like Jack Antonoff content. We're seeing Harry Styles content. I'm seeing um, Travis Kelsey content. Like it's Swifty talk, but it's all like focusing on these men in her life, which Mm. perhaps I feel a certain way about that. I don't know. I haven't uh, haven't thought of it until just now. <laughs> the way you feel. What certain way well, do you feel? Well, just that, yeah. Like, this side of Swifty talk I'm on is everyone talking about these men in her life. And the fact mm. that, like, so much of Taylor's MO is, like, please don't define me by the men in my by life. By the men. Yeah. Right. It's kind of like an oxymoron. Is that the right word for it? I don't know. That's it's not, just like... I mean, this is like, yeah, the whole Travis Kelsey craziness. It's like, how many times has Taylor said throughout her career, like, please stop commenting on my sex life and my relationships. And yet here everybody is, even her fans are like just obsessed and talking about who she's dating. It makes me feel not good. And I want to just let Taylor be just, yeah, have a little privacy. Yeah. Like. I love her music. I don't really care who she's dating or who the song's about. Just let her sing. Let her write music. (laughs) Just let Taylor live. (laughs) Okay. We have a new section. There's always pranks on TikTok. So the latest prank I've been seeing is a really awful one. I hate it. Somehow I got a bunch of videos. But the first video is by... Keeping up with Lozen Sab. It's about getting drafted. So basically, it would be like if I told Melissa to open her email and I sent an email from like an official government account and she thought she was getting drafted to the army. Oh my god, oh what? my god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. <laughs> I'm gonna cry. What? My dad warned me about it, but I didn't think it was actually going to happen. Yeah. I'm getting drafted. What does that mean? I'm getting drafted for the war. The war? I just got an email. What did they say? That I'm being drafted in three weeks. Spam? No, it's not spam. My dad warned me about no. this. You don't get a choice. They just pick random people of all ages. Since when did this start happening? Like they're drafting us females for the war now, like just at random. I have seen TikTok about that. Because <laughs> it's true. I thought it was a joke. What's the email? What it was just, saying? it was saying like my name and age and like the place that I need to go in Brisbane to get drafted. Brisbane? Yes. What do you mean like it's a war in Brisbane? No, like that's where I have to go, but like that's my base. But now. how do they know who you are? And why are because you? they know everybody in Australia. Even me? Yeah, but you obviously didn't get dropped in. I didn't get dropped in. Check dropped. your email. What, is, what emails does it say? I don't have an email. For like, me. I'm going to be like an ant next to those machines. Do you even know how small you are? No, I don't. What the fuck are you going to do there? I don't know, but like, I could die. I don't know how I feel about this. <laughs> it make, I it don't makes, feel good about yeah, this. It's kind it of makes me yucky. unsettled. Yeah. It's interesting because I really hate it and don't feel good about it, but at the same time, I do lol. There are parts where I'm just like, it's so ridiculous. And some of the comments that they're saying are so over the top. Just 
I'm just a little girl like, yes. getting dropped into the army. It also, like, there's there are wars going on. So the fact that people are making, it seems like the wrong time to be making pranks about this and joking about it. So, um, yeah, I don't love it. But at the same time, I still laugh a little. Yeah. It's sort of like, have you seen, there was that sort of trend thing going around where it was like, I'm I'm just a girl. Like I'm just gonna get my iced coffee. I'm just a girl. I'm not no. describing this well. But there's just and even like girl dinner or girl math. Like I feel like there's mm-hmm. been a lot of things in that genre that this is sort of playing off of. Of like yeah, true. Like oh, girl if, stuff. if girls were drafted, I put this in the same bucket as the prank. When people were going up to their their mom or dad and saying, like, Paul McCartney's dead, and then getting the reactions or saying a celebrity was dead who wasn't dead. Mm -hmm. And also, in very poor taste, like, to say that about someone as a prank. Like, it's not funny, but also, at the same time, they do well because... It's provocative. And you, you want to see well, you, someone's reaction, yeah. The reactions, yeah, are inherently, they are funny, so, yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a weird trend. Maybe not not exactly our sense of humor, but it's a thing. No. Also, pranks on TikTok, just, especially, you know when, like, couples do pranks on TikTok, but you know their plans? Yes. I hate those. <laughs> those, yeah, maybe you just, we got, I gotta get off the prank side of TikTok. It's not for me. It's, uh, you got to get off couples TikTok. <laughs> like, I, anytime yeah. I see any couples. Swipe away. I'm just like, no, no. Because it, it just feels so forced. I don't, yeah, it's very cringy. Yeah. Last but not least, we have a miscellaneous trend that Catalina sent to us. People are doing like POV. The party is over. But you go to a small liberal arts college, and this one's by at Gibson Gibson Gibson. If you're not in the knitting circle, you need to get the fuck out. One. If you're not a member of the Lizard Club, you need to be out now. If you aren't in beekeepers for social change, get the fuck out. What are you doing? Uh, the next one is POV, the party is over, but you go to Oberlin College and Conservatory, and this one's by at eddie.jpg. If you're not a fucking woodwind player, get the fuck out! If you're not part of the non-binary <laughs> ultimate frisbee team, out now! If you're not in Tomscope, leave! If you're not in Angela Chang's studio, get the fuck out! Melissa, what would yours be POV? You go to NYU. <laughs> it would be, um, all right, party's over. You don't have to go home, but we're going to make Annie's mac and cheese in uh, Gramercy um, if you guys like want to join. Um. Oh, <laughs> my would be party's over, but student in Gallatin has to go do basket weaving as their major you love that you've been making Dude. that joke for years i mean gallatin is is the people had the most ridiculous majors in that school yeah and i mean nyu has a lot to make fun of i i like this trend though because it does feel super super niche super inside yeah. jokey which i like like i think that's a very fun thing about comedy and social media and tiktok that it can like 
you find your people, you feel like you belong. Um, so yeah, NYU would be like, yeah, let's, we have to like go to a 24 di- 24 hour diner and get pancakes at like 4am. Um, and spend $70 on them. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Uh, NYU, like, all right, like, you gotta go home, like, we all have like, internships to get to tomorrow (laughs) like Uh, so true yeah all right well thank you so much for co-hosting this week it's been a pleasure as usual and love to have you back i am so happy to be back i have missed chatting with you each week but i have enjoyed listening to you and catalina chat each week i don't i think I hadn't mentioned before, but when I was like in the depths of really horrific newborn, just had a C-section trying to survive and I would get up and feed the baby in the middle of the night and I would just listen to the podcast to you and Catalina and it like, it was just, it was life changing. Like it just made me so happy. I love hearing you guys chat. And I missed you, and I'm really happy to be back and subbing in for Catalina. And I can't wait for her to be back next week so I can keep listening to you guys every week. That's so nice, Melissa. And I love that you're indoctrinating Lily at such a young age by hearing mine and Catalina's voices. So that makes me so happy. Of course, she has to. She has to get used to your voices. We have to make sure (laughs) Lily has like. A Long Island accent, even though she's I, from okay, San Diego. I don't think I have a Long Island accent. Yeah, but. people from Long Island never think they have a Long Island mm-hmm. accent. <laughs> All right, so you can write, <laughs> review, subscribe, and thanks for listening. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye.